Okay, so <laughs> here's another episode of Skills Pay Bills. Uh, why we decided to create this uh, little segment in our podcast is because we want to find out more about the different industries uh, that we know, you know, vaguely. We we have a you know a rough idea of what people do, but you know these are the industries that we actually want to find out more about. And uh, for today's episode, we actually have uh, one of our very very own hosts, Vinod, aka Vin Decent. <laughs> Thanks for Vin Decent. Thanks for for being interviewed. Yeah. So let's get like right into it, lah. Uh, we understand that you are an editor. So can you maybe tell us like what was the first time you ever thought this could be something you you do, and you know why? Oh yeah. Okay. So I think my first. Going back to right, right, right at the start, right. The first video I've ever edited was when I was about fourteen, thirteen, fourteen years old, and it was a clip of my friends skateboarding. So Ooh. I used to film them skateboarding, uh, and and I was really bad at skateboarding. So I just decided to be the guy that films them instead of <laughs> actually taking part in the skateboarding. Like, were you like filming on the skateboard? Occasionally, yeah, don't you have to be on the skateboard to actually fix uh, more skills? Occasionally, eh? but um, I I always went like I think uh, it'd be better to get a static shot from below so I didn't have to ride on the skateboard all the oh. time. But uh, I mean, how, yeah, how like, laziness lah, <laughs> and out of the complete lack of skill, <laughs> I couldn't even do like an ollie and stuff like that. So I was like, I volunteered to film, and it was uh, yeah, I was about like 13 or 14 years old and I think my my mom bought a iMac uh, like the really old the, the old iMac which you know had a swivel head and the like a Ooh. dome base do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, remember so, the yeah. ad where That's the guy like looked at it one. and then he kept yeah, yeah, yeah. so that that came with iMovie and uh, that was the first time I started editing uh, properly uh, I used to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater so oh I used God. a lot of the uh, so <laughs> on PS2, I love is it? I love that game. Yeah, yeah. On PS One. Oh, PS One. Uh, I was on PS Two. Yeah, and I just uh went to download uh some of the songs from Tony Hawk's and then put that put that on the skate video and then I uh, showed it to my friends and I I made it into a DVD and like gave it to my friends and uh, they they enjoyed it. <laughs> Do you still have those Wait. videos? Yeah, I probably have it somewhere in my room. Oh, we should feature that, it. That was the, the first time. <laughs> the you didn't post it on any, like, I don't know, MySpace or, or Friendster at the time? No, at the time, honestly, what we did was we just passed the DVD around. And then when we went to my friend's house for, like, a stay over, we would just watch it. And that was it. <laughs> the, oh we didn't God. post it on any... So- I don't think I was on any social media at that point. So maybe Friendster. But it wasn't big enough to host a video on, on, on it. So... Yeah, oh. that was my first edit experience. Yeah. And apart from that, uh I didn't really do much editing until uh after my O levels and I was trying to figure out where where to go whether I actually kind of like doing physics physics and chemistry so I was thinking about engineering. <laughs> but then I talked to my dad and my dad was like, "Oh, you like to edit videos, right? I like to shoot and edit videos. Why don't you try going down the media route?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do. I do enjoy doing that." And then that's how like, I chose that's to so go unlike to parents. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was. It was it was quite uh refreshing, I guess, like where all my other classmates uh, were like talking about going to JC cuz mm. uh, I did like pure science, right? And all my other mm. classmates wanted to go to JC and they were like, "Oh, yeah, let's go to ACJC or this and that." And I was just like, "Oh, I want to go and study like mass comm and poly." And 
everyone was like looking at me weirdly and stuff like that. <laughs> and but I mean, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I I so I chose to go to poly and and study, uh, like media and comms. Yeah. And that's where I shot stuff more and edited stuff more and uh, yeah. And after NS went to went to uni, continued stu- studying uh, film, and came to came back to Singapore and applied for a job well it was basically the first job uh, I was offered and it was uh, to be an assistant editor at a production company and that's how I started that's how I got mm. into the industry did you continue yeah. any more of that like because you said you started editing at like all the skateboard videos and everything how about in secondary school in poly in uni do you do anything um, do you continue doing the same things you did or you like to do yeah so I I think I wasn't fully drawn into the editing itself it was more of like producing content it wasn't just editing it was more like being a producer being a writer uh and in poly it was when i discovered films and tv film like proper films and tv shows like uh i there was one year in poly where i spent the entire year watching like imdb's top 250 movies that was my challenge that, that was my jalat june challenge for <laughs> doing it I don't know, what, 2008 or something like that. Yeah, the OG, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wait, so, so that's what before, I did. Before you actually got formal training for it, right? How do you teach yourself how to edit? I just opened iMovie, oh, and then I just that's like... Oh, wow. I just started like putting uh, videos in on top of music. Oh. And based on, based on some skate videos that I used to watch... Oh, uh, right, that, right, that, right, 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 okay, okay. In Tony Hawk's, there were some skate videos of the different skateboarders. Yeah, like, yeah. In the, yeah, so I just used to watch that and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Then i tried to like copy the same thing. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was, it wasn't very well edited. Like, it it's was really like, just watch and learn, watch and learn and then edit along the way. <laughs> Those like star transitions and circle. And <laughs> <laughs> no, you know why I asked? Because there's this, uh, there's this actually uh, award-winning documentary called Minding the Gap. And uh, it's by mm-hmm. this director called Bing Liu, and then mm-hmm. he did skateboard. He did this skateboard documentary of his friends, and then became a like a multi year thing, and then it came out in twenty eighteen and he won some stuff. So oh, like yeah, it's like that. yeah, it's it's like similar to your story where he just started, um, you know, uh, filming his friends. Then suddenly, he realized there was a bigger story about um, like poverty and all that in in America. So then then he he decided to to. To publish it in twenty eighteen, and then he won some some stuff, lah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna check. I need to check that yeah. out because, yeah, similar. Yeah. That's how I started. Also. Yeah, but it's very 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 interesting. <laughs> so 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 when you when uh going back to your first job, what was the biggest culture shock for you, lah? Like because you that was essentially your first job, right? And your um, were there any things that were different in in the way you taught, and you know applying it to to real life? Yes. There, there were major differences, I think. Um, studying film in uni and e- even in uni, we were taught uh, for, we were taught to use Premiere Pro because mm. they were predicting that the industry was moving towards that and away from Avid and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, that's what we focused on in uni. But we were, taught, we were taught the basics. And I think that everything else has to be self-taught. We were just taught how to use, how like what buttons to press to cut to splice or whatever like that on on your premiere pro but then anything anything on top of that is where you have to learn yourself and go and research yourself i mean that's the big part of uni right it's going and researching all these watching movies and trying to 
replicate certain scenes in your edits. So when I when I joined uh, the production house in Singapore, I was aware of some of the content that they have made before because uh, they are one of the biggest production houses in Singapore. I mean, they are the, I think they're the biggest independent production house in mm. Asia. So I was aware of their content and I really and liked some of their content that they made. They, they do a lot of stuff for uh, Discovery Channel, uh, Channel News Asia, Net Geo, mm. and uh, of course some short form work for online but their main type of work was long form factual content for TV so I, I, I like documentaries and that was also part of the reasons why I wanted to join and work with them and I think in terms of culture shock the pace uh, the pace in which they were working was the thing that I was very amazed by and it was immediately felt from the day I, the day I started working there in terms of how fast they wanted stuff to be turned around, in terms of how much work was happening at the same time, how many projects were being juggled at the same time. Yeah, so that was the main culture shock that I, that I got when I first entered the industry. I think oh my God, maybe this, for yeah. like listeners out there, like could you give a um, breakdown on what an editor does? Because I think when people think about filmmaking and producing videos, they think about just someone holding a camera and... After that, they don't really know much and it suddenly appears on YouTube like magically. Like, But in between, there's this whole post-production process. So can you like elaborate um, on that? What, does, uh, what do people usually do on post-production and where does an editor come in in that process? Okay, I think first of all, I want to say that I've been in the industry for about three and a half to four years. So these are just my views also. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's obviously Fledglings. different Fledglings. From, yeah, from, from person to person. Okay, I think being an editor is one of, is one of the most important parts of, uh, or rather editing is one of the most important parts of the production process, right? Of the filmmaking process. That's where you take all the footage that's, that's been shot and then you try to piece together your final product. So some shows you have months of footage that, uh, that you have to go through. Some shows, you know, you have like a few days of stuff to go through. So that's where you put the jigsaw together and on top of that, not only the footage, you choose the music, you choose the sound effects, you decide um, the pace in which, I think pace is such a big thing in editing, you know, you as an editor, you have to get the feel right and you have to get the pace right. On top of that, you still need to deal with the director and the director's vision of what the show is. So that your communication with the director is very, very important because if you are both on different wavelengths then that's a recipe for disaster because uh, you, you need to understand the director's vision and the director needs to respect your skill as an editor also hmm. so it's a it's a balance there so yeah. okay maybe you could also elaborate a bit on what the director does or like what the producer does in a production company because I think we can let help our listeners understand like the full picture of um, the creative production process. A director in a production company, or rather in TV, we call them producers. Uh, so a, a producer would be the person that sees the project through from the beginning to the end. So if uh, right from concept, conceptualization, where they do their research, they come up with ideas, they find the people. For example, if it's a documentary, they find the subject to interview 
they, they find the interviewees, they find the locations, then they talk to the production managers about organizing the crew and, and specific production needs. And then they go out and they shoot. Um, most of the time, the director gives the, the, the vision to the crew and the crew execute it for them. After they shoot, the director goes through the footage, locks the footage, and then gives it to the editor and then sits with the editor and pieces the whole thing together with the editor. So some of, some directors are really hands-on in the edit and some just let the editor do their thing. And But what I think it boils down to is how experienced the editors are because I was more of a junior editor. So I think that directors that I worked with was, were more hands-on and they were trying they, they were guiding me more uh, versus some of the senior editors in my company had more free reign with creativity. But that's also, that, that's also a thing where you it comes with your years of experience under your belt, right? If you want to take a risk, you're more likely to be allowed to take that risk if you are a senior editor than if I suggest something to a junior editor. I guess there's more trust so, in the yeah. in someone's experience. Yeah, there definitely mm. is. So it it's something that you have to really build up and you have to build up your street cred. Lah. You know, you have to... <laughs> you should show uh, them your street your... videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my actual Trump street card, cred. Right? <laughs> So in the edit process, what the producer does is basically, uh, because of how fast the turnarounds are for, for documentaries that we'll be working on, the producers normally just pick the lines that they want to use from the interviews or from the actuality that they've shot and they give it to the, to the editors and the editor then puts these lines together and then chooses the visuals that complement these lines. So mm. the editor is more the visual, the, the producer is more of like, the content in terms of the dialogue and what uh, the lines being said on mm. on camera. Yeah, so, so going I, back to your sorry, yeah, I, I, I was just wondering also like you mentioned like the you mentioned the creative process, and were there any like difference in like your expectations of your role in as a editor versus your actual reality of it? Because I think someone. If someone is trying to get into an editing job, um, what like they probably expect different things from what will actually happen in reality, and I think that applies a lot also for other jobs. So maybe for you, like, could you share like more of that, um, expectation versus reality, like the things that you encountered? I think that a lot of, if not all of us that are in the film and TV industry got drawn to it because of a certain romance, right? Of telling your story and making your own content and having the having your own creative direction. I mean, when I was in poly and even when I was in uni, like I mean more than half of us wanted to be directors. That that was the case. But you know, you know that that's not gonna happen. You know you need you need people who do to do sound, you need people to do editing, lighting, everything else also. Production management is very important. So like there is always the desire to want to have the create uh, to want to have your creativity expressed, and that was also what one of my biggest desires, right? To have to have my creative creativity expressed, and I think for people just coming into the industry, that's going to be extremely hard. Like especially if you're going to be working in a production house and you're going to be working for someone and working with other people, right? It's it's a constant back and forth with uh, discussing an idea and discussing a direction and especially when you're when you're new you suggest you can suggest ideas but at this at 
the end of the day, you have to listen to people who are more senior and people who have more experience. Because, yeah, more often than not, they know better because they've worked in the industry. And there's a lot of things that you have coming out of university that you say like, oh, I want to change this way of filmmaking. I want to change this style. I want to do it this way. I think those things may have to be put on hold for a while until you've until you've established yourself a bit more and then you can have a, you can be more dominant in your creative expression because in order to earn that level of credibility you still yeah you need to earn your stripes basically you need to go through the trenches first before you can fully have your own say mm. you yeah. you mentioned just now the the fact that the turnaround time is very quick and this somehow plays a, a factor in your your editing process and uh, ultimately, you know, this could affect your your creative control of the final end product. Are there any other factors you would say? Factors in Singapore, especially, they are they are very limiting, or, or or you know, are there any boundaries to to that affect your your creative control over a product? Working in a production company, you're working in a collaboration with a client, also, so. Okay inevitably you will have comments from the clients and the clients will always have comments regardless of how good your cut is the first the, your rough cut is the, the clients will have to have their say because they're paying for the show and that's understandable so that is a big part of the the process also because even if you're on the same page as your director and your team you can send it to the client and the client can be completely not with you guys and suggest major changes that all of you disagree with but because they're the client, you just have to, you know, put your head down and do it. If you're doing stuff for online, short form stuff for government agencies and things like that, there's also a lot of uh, different rules that you have to adhere to and be very, very careful with the type of content you're putting out because you it has to align with their message also. Because if OB let's say you're... OB markers, do they call it that? Sorry? Do they call it OB markers? No, no. What's OB oh, markers? Okay. Oh, um, like sort of their boundaries that you cannot... That you oh no! Cross. Uh, yeah, I guess it's that. Yes, it's basically if let's say we are doing a a video portion of uh, a campaign, basically, and this is the video for for this campaign. We have to make sure that what we are what we put in the video is aligned to everything else in the in the campaign and it's not drifting off somewhere else. So that is something that we have to keep because we are only doing the video portion and the campaign is being done by the agency. So we have to there's a lot of communication with the agency that we have to make sure that we are having constantly so that we are on the same page because there there were numerous experiences where we think we're doing one thing and all of us think the same thing and then the agency comes back and says like no this is like completely not what we were expecting and then so i think the communication is very important also to to keep letting your client know what what you're doing in the process because I remember you said that pacing is so important, right? Why does pacing matter in, in the ultimate, you know, project? So uh, when you watch content, right, I think this is something that is subconscious. And I think before, if you're, if you're not, not really aware of the editing, I think that's also a sign that it's edited well, right? Because you're so engaged with the content that you're not thinking about the uh, the external things. But of course, if as an editor, like, especially once I started editing more, I was forcing myself to pay attention to the editing when I was watching content also because I need to mm. learn from the best, right? If I'm watching something on Netflix, I want to know like why this scene is so engaging and why this scene made me feel so 
uh, excited or you know how they build the suspense in this scene through the use of cuts and music and it's it that that is literally 90 to 95 percent editing yes the shots can be nice but you can have a nice shot and it can be really boring if it's not cut in a pacey manner when it's not cut if there's some slow scenes and there's some fast scenes the, the reason it becomes a fast scene is because it's cuts are way faster you can just you can have a steady shot of someone running and if it's one shot of someone running it's still going to be a slow scene if it's Mm. 20 shots of someone running it's going to make you feel like you're in there running with that person also and of course then you add your your music your pc music all of these things and your sound effects also play a part in creating that image or creating that feeling in the in the audience editing, editing is such a powerful tool in that sense because it's so important in every video content that is that is made is i mean editing is key yeah yeah why, so why do you think like like for editing it's not something usually people think about when they think of like video production like usually people think of the director they think about the actors but usually for editors they don't really they're not really in the spotlight like you see like in the at all the movie awards like academy awards the the oscars like there's no there's always like a best director but not really a best editor or even if there is no one really like remembers who that is like what there why, is a best why, editor but no but one yeah. knows who <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but no one uh, yeah yeah why why I, do you I think, think that is the the directors get most credit for most of for most of the work so even the cinematographers uh, are not as well known as the directors because the directors mm. are seen as the leader and the and the vision the visionary right the guy who's who sets the whole tone and but as much as the director does that the director relies on people like a very good cinematographer editor sound mixer all, all these people have their own direction that they want to take it also and having to understand that what the director is saying and then translate that into because the the editors are the ones that actually do it right the cinematographers are actually the ones that do it so the editor is the, the director is speaking and articulating his ideas but to ch- to convert that into what you see on screen that's a skill mm-hmm. that's like a really tough skill to learn and it takes years and years to to fully understand what people are saying because that's something that I also struggle with like how do I understand what the director is telling me when it seems like he or she is saying something very broad and like how do I convert that into something that appears on screen and is tangible I, I do think that they are all, that these people are overlooked by society but if you are in the media industry and you know the process that, that they have to go through then you have a lot more respect for them who are your heroes and why editors uh Maybe you can tell me tell tell us like you know, um, the best edited movies that you think. I don't have any specific editors in mind, but I have movies that I've I really enjoyed editing hmm. on. And this is actually a movie that I watched in in uni- in university uh, wh- while I was learning about editing. It was mm-hmm. it's called uh, Koyani Skatsi. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by uh, Godfrey Godfrey Reggio. Uh, there's no narrative to the movie at all. It's just totally... There's no narration. It's just shots after shot after shot. And it's just made... The point of the... The, the story is made through juxtaposition of shots. So, for example, they will have a shot of chicks in a factory. Chicks going down a factory line. 
and that is juxtaposed with a shot of people going down an escalator mm-hmm. of like a, like a time lapse of people going down an escalator so it's it's a visual poem in a sense it's, it's an hour and a half long la. and yeah it's a bit like hipster because it's it's just like oh what is this you know it's so random it's so edgy so out there but that is entirely driven by editing because your the editors are just picking the shots of it's shot all around the US. Editors are just choosing the shot from here, from a factory, and choosing a shot from people going down an escalator and putting it together. And then it's the editor saying that we have just become basically like factory workers, like, you know, going down the assembly line. You know, it's 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 full of stuff like that. That was one of the films that really struck me when I realized how powerful editing editing is. Mm. I mean, the, the more mainstream stuff is like BBC's Planet Earth. Editing natural history stuff is is a skill also because even in my company that well, when I was working there, we were doing natural history stuff with David Attenborough. So, and like <sighs> watching the editors edit that stuff, like the senior editor edit it, right? I found like there's a newfound respect to how you edit stuff like that because mm. everything is... Cr- you're creating the story... You know when you shoot natural history stuff, right? Yeah. Your the story is written after you shoot. So you're shooting animals in the wild. And then you do the the, the person shoot the person the person shooting is also like doing research on these animals, right? And then you say that you know that these certain animals behave in this certain way. And then you craft your story based on the shots that you get because you don't know what shots you're gonna get. So you, for example, uh if you watch Planet Earth you, you know that uh, it's full of stories. Each animal has their own story, have their own journey that they're going through. Right, right. And this is all written after that. But then the editor has to, has to piece together this journey through choosing the shots that he has from this animal. So it, it's like, it's an art, uh, I think. It's, it's really amazing to see how... I think watching BBC, BBC Planet Earth is like on another level uh, when you're... As a as a filmmaker or like an editor, any any one who has been in the industry would have to respect that. And the and then when you read about the number of years they take to make films like that or series like that, then you understand. Like, I think it's like five plus years to to, to make it. The hours yeah. that, that goes into it is crazy. It's, and like it really always amazes me, like how they kind of crafted a story for these like animals, and the kind of patience yeah. and the dedication you need to get those shots. Every time I watch something uh, like a natural document, like a natural, what, what do you say, natural history yeah. um, kind of show like planet, like the planet Earth. It's so like, I'm always amazed like how do they get this shot like like of someone like a predator catching a prey or like these kind of epic dramatic shots where if you were there in person, you may even miss it. I guess for an editor, like crafting all that, picking all that together is also really, really cool to be to actually know that you are the one crafting the story or you have a very big part in crafting a story. It's something that is definitely overlooked. The amount of mm. time that, that goes into this, to these things. Yeah. Like when I see the people working through the weekends and like ridiculous hours just to to get a scene out. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously that scene is like a, a minute scene on, on screen. <laughs> but you go have all these hours that you put into it. <laughs> And uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, That's all for part one. For part two, Vin is going to talk about how he goes to the extreme ends of the earth for his job, um, such as living in the wild in Kazakhstan. So please tune in for that. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) 